Angel Falzoni, and we are looking forward to this show tonight, are we not, Dr. Angel? As always. As, as always. always. We have so much fun doing this show. And for our listeners out there in the Tan Talk Network, but also in the Starcom Media Network since the middle of January, where we are now on, that we are excited to welcome all of you wherever you are across this United States and in other countries. And we'd love to hear from you, wouldn't we? Absolutely. We are getting a lot of questions and a lot of response from people. A couple weeks ago, we had a show, Dr. Angel, just answering questions, and we had like 10 that we we only got to 10 questions that were so profound. But people, we've had good response from that show. We'll have to do that again. We will definitely have to do that again. We we have been getting a lot of great feedback, great questions, great response, and that's exactly what I love to hear. Amen. There you go. You can get, we're on Facebook too. Yes, we are. So that is uh, Facebook, um, and it's Goyard1340 on Facebook, isn't it? So come like us on Facebook. There you go. Um, If you want to check out our website with all of the past shows up through February, you just go to our website, which is goyard2014.org, not com, org. Goyard2014.org and check it out. And at the end of each month, we post all the shows we've done for that month. And so we're keeping, we've got quite a few up there now. So you can just go tap on it there right on the website and listen. And we have a lot of people that do go back and listen again, don't they? To specific titles that we have, etc. Yes, we do. That's and what it's there for. That's what it's there for. This title tonight is part two of Sometimes Life Hurts. Whoa, that was an intense show we did last week, Dr. Angel. So, I mean, sometimes we do intense ones and sometimes they're just kind of uh, less tense, intense. (laughs) True. Well, you know, sometimes life is more intense than other times. This is true. Yes. Uh, And last week we kind of defined trauma. And, you know, we live in a society right now where we hear a lot of people that have PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome, as you know. And it's not that uncommon anymore, is it? It's not as uncommon as we think. Right. So a lot of people have gone through situations in their life that have been stressful. And a definition of a traumatic event is something that kind of messes with your security, isn't it? It does. And not all traumatic events, we have PTSD as the outcome. No. And it doesn't mean it wasn't impactful for us either. Um, You know, a traumatic event is anything that's emotionally or psychologically. It's the result of an extraordinary stressful event that shatters our sense of security, making us feel helpless or vulnerable in this world. So it can be things, core back to early childhood, things where a parent leaves or um, there's, you know, all kinds of family issues or um, a house burning down or, I mean, you could just go on and on with the examples. There's all kinds of things that can cause I think the list can be endless, really. It it really can. Um, And it's personal, isn't it, for people? I mean, not everybody, some two people can have the same traumatic event, like a brother and a sister. We've seen that in counseling through Mm -hmm. the years, have we not? That sometimes brother and sister experience the very same event, and it affects them totally differently, doesn't it? Absolutely, because trauma is, is personal. Okay. And it's individual and it's subjective. And the way I see and filter this experience is going to be different for me than you or anybody else. And so we cannot compare our experience from person right. to person. But it's it's uh, easy to do that, though, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I think that it kind of further impacts the negative um, reactions to trauma because now I'm expected not only have this horrific thing that I've experienced, but now I'm, I need to act within the certain scope of what I should be acting. So maybe if I lost my spouse, maybe I should only be sad for four weeks and like other people were, but that's not true. No. 
So it's individual, Very the personal. reaction, and there's no right or wrong reaction to a traumatic event, correct? Correct. So we got to give each other space and room to be who we are and to feel the loss or to deal with that, you know, however it affects us. Absolutely, because like we said, trauma, it's personal, but it's not the specific thing that happened, the event that happened that is traumatic. It is the way that the individual person responds to that event. Okay. So there's no right or wrong. No right or wrong. So we got to cut each other slack. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that traumatize people that are maybe not necessarily things we would commonly think of. I, last week, you said something about sports injuries, which I thought was very interesting about how that can traumatize somebody. Absolutely, because it can be shattering of a plan or a dream or a purpose somebody had in his or her life. And right. that's traumatic. Right. It's something that happens beyond the scope of our control that alters our life in some way or another. Anything. We talked about medical diagnosis. We talked about relationship breakups. We've talked about there's a lot of things that we wouldn't think of in the umbrella of trauma, but they really are trauma when right. we boil it down. And breakups can cause a lot of issues, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Long-lasting things. Or if you've been with somebody that's an abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, a domestic violence situation it can it can give those leave those scars in some way absolutely and there's so many things that can do that that we could we could sit here for days and weeks listing different specific right. things there's right. just so many it's so hard and so i don't want our listeners to sit in the box of oh trauma has to be you know the sexual trauma or rape or being in hurricane katrina or something vast yes those are traumas however a lot of things we experience in our everyday lives right that leave us feeling hopeless or down or beyond the scope of our control can be traumatic and right. so you know i had someone ask a question one time about how do we not bring baggage into our relationship oh, and i that's think a good question this show is is going to be foundational to that because the baggage we bring stems from some trauma that we've experienced sure it does and when we don't see that as a trauma because it doesn't meet the standards society says this is trauma and maybe your parents divorcing isn't that's not right. true Right. And that's part of that baggage that we bring into relationships. So that's some of that stuff we want to settle. And tonight's really a very hopeful show. Last week, we kind of identified this whole subject and laid it out there and said, let's all think about this and see how this is these traumatic events in our lives have affected us. Or maybe the relationships we're in now have been affected by trauma uh tonight we're going to give some solutions aren't we i'm excited about this it's going to be a hopeful event tonight really i really love the hope i love being able to swing up on the hope (laughs) because we can recover from these things we can recover and that is that's the hope we can recovery is possible right um and it's very reachable and it's very attainable we just have to start working towards it dr angel give us that example you gave us again last week about the scar on your arm well, you, exactly. When we, you know, cut ourselves or injure ourselves or have a surgery, we have a, you know, we'll get a scar and it'll bleed in the beginning. It'll scab up and then and it heals. And then we'll see that little white line. Right. You know, and so we want our traumas to be where we know they existed. We have the white line. We're right. never going to get rid of that. But when we look at it and touch it, we're not feeling the pain. It's right. not bleeding. It's not yes. pulling scabs off. And it's not this intense feelings that we had originally with that trauma right so we're we're healing is what we're doing we're healing Healing. and this show is all about healing tonight if you want to weigh in tonight we want to hear from you you can call us direct right here in the studio some people do some people prefer to text um the call-in number is 727-441-3000 the text number can be used at any time day or night night excuse me and um it's really a great way to communicate with us during the show or later at a different time during the week. 727-888-4171 is our Google Voice text number, and we want to get that out there. We want you to use it, give it to people, and you can send questions like a lot of people do and just say, hey, how would you handle this, doctor? And we'll get those questions to Dr. Angel, and uh, she will get back with us. Uh, Again, that Google Voice text number is 727-888-4171. Feel free to use it during the show or any time at all. So we're talking about a lot of uh, trauma that happens to people, possibly isn't even recognized, Dr. Angel, by those people. 
isn't that possible? That there are times that they know something's wrong down on the inside. They don't feel peace. They don't feel settled. They feel agitated. They are easily angered or easily, you know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And they don't realize that there is a cause. There's a root in there that needs to be taken care of. True. And, you know, there's a lot that goes unrecognized. And so one of the ways that we can kind of self-reflect and learn to recognize is something that we get stuck in or something that we keep bringing up into our our life. Let's say, for example, you were in a significant relationship and the person cheated on you. And now every relationship you go on, you're fearful that you're going to be cheated on. Well, that was a trauma that's unresolved. Right. So you're bringing it into every relationship you walk into now. So we need to kind of go back and resolve that and what happened with that or we're going to just keep making that same. It's going to carry with us. I like that. And don't you think the first step to solving and healing is to recognize that there is a trauma there that evidently is not taken care of, not healed? True. I mean, we can't, you're right, we cannot work towards what we don't even acknowledge. Right. And so we do need to recognize and acknowledge it. And some of the ways to do that is just looking at where am I getting stuck? Where are my relationships hurting? Where do I seem to, you know, kind of keep hitting this brick wall in front of me? Because somewhere in that usually is an unresolved trauma. I agree with that. And I think a lot of times we see the evidence of the unresolved trauma by people going silent and not being able to communicate with people close to them true and we need communication it's important and so this show i want is really my goal is for people to look in and say okay yeah this is something i i feel unresolved about or i went through this and so i want to let's get this where it belongs let's get on the healing side and not let it continue to wreak havoc in my present exactly so you might want to take some notes yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's no right or wrong feelings, no no right or wrong way of response. Let's say somebody is sexually molested. Okay. okay. Um, and as an example, and, and a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you just think about that, forgive them, let go, let it go. But a lot of times it has long lasting effects, doesn't it, on f- future relationships? Well, any trauma, it doesn't matter what, right. has the potential to have very long lasting effects. And any trauma, it doesn't matter what, has the potential that we can work through it and get on the healing side okay. and come or, come across. All right. Um, I've heard many victims of sexual abuse sit in front of me and have heard things like they were ruined, they need to forget it, they need all this crazy stuff going on, and none of it's true. None of it's true. Wow. What's not true? That they were ruined? That they were ruined, that they just need to forget it and move on. Like, there's so much advice that people give us. No, it's not true. You're not ruined. You're not ruined. We can work through this. You can come out stronger. And so all of those those messages that people who try to help sometimes give makes it worse. And now they take this badge on that, oh, I'm ruined. I've had people in marriages who spouse blame that whole abuse. No, that's why you can't have a good marriage. It's all your fault. Right. No, that's not true. Exactly. We need to go back and work through this. Wow. Because this, we might be stuck, but we can get through it and can you can get come through, through and you can live a very happy, resilient life. And so we got to go back to the word hope. There's hope that you can change and you can come out of this trauma. And even though there are these things that happen to us in life, there are ways to work through them. Right. Yes. Okay. A lot of emotional responses that people use, and we've named a few, and we kind of talked about them last week. They get into anxiety, fear, depression, mm-hmm. all those things. It can, and, and there's the result of the trauma, but a lot of times those are, the trauma really is not blamed maybe like it should be for what's going on. And sometimes we just we don't connect that dot that I'm feeling okay, yeah. fearful of my future relationships having infidelity because of the past. We don't always put those two together. And that's sometimes yeah. we need to talk to a professional that can kind of help us connect those dots. Okay. Because you come to me and you're telling me, oh, I'm feel, feeling fearful. I, I'm always checking his text messages and I'm thinking, okay, what has happened yeah. Let's keep there walking this back because right. there is a route. There is a route. And sometimes we need help finding that route. Okay. Sometimes we can do it on our own and with friends. Absolutely. And doesn't all trauma have a component of loss? All trauma has a I component mean, of loss. that's a huge point. That's a bell ringer, I think. If you want to make a statement about that, doctor, I'm going to ring my bell here because I haven't rang it at all this no, whole you show. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. 
engineer Chris beat me to it. Grieving is a normal part of trauma. It is is. a stage of trauma. So all trauma has the component of loss. The loss may be temporary. It may be a permanent loss, but there's always a component of loss. Okay. All right. So some of the common reactions to trauma that people do, we've kind of touched on those now already in the show, but a lot of people do tend to go silent. They tend to stuff stuff it they don't want to talk about it they they feel so much shame they don't want to bring it out in the open whatever it was that happened very much so and sometimes i find this more common with either um people who felt like they could have done something to stop it oh yeah yes Um, that's maybe they didn't fight hard enough maybe Mm -hmm. they you know whatever they look at themselves as part of causing the trauma right. in some way yeah or sometimes men who just feel like they have to be superheroes and so i'm weak and they can't let that weakness show they'll have this reaction like it just didn't happen i'm pretending like this didn't happen if i don't acknowledge it it's going to go away and they will regard this trauma in a shameful way it right. becomes part of their identity in a uh, shameful way yeah wow we really need this teaching, don't we, right? We do. So they'll stuff it down. And yeah. the problem is we can never run from our trauma. No, it is we always can't. there and it's always impacting our relationships every day. And for the person out there, Dr. Angel, who would say, nah, if I just don't think about it, maybe for a few months, I, it'll it'll go away. It'll be gone. I mean, because I think that's a common attitude in society. Okay, out of sight, out of mind. It's okay. I'm not going to think about it. But we're saying during this show... The reaction to those things that are unresolved comes back to bite you in the butt. Absolutely, it comes back. (laughs) And it can come back in so many ways. It will come back into our present life, our relationships, and maybe the way we make choices. It could come back to if we're stuffing it hard enough and long enough to be in those toxic emotions that can lead to all kinds of diseases. Yes. Um, So it's coming back. How is it coming back? How are we going to have the control and work it through and get on the healing side? Or is it going to come back in a way that it's devastated more of our world? Right. So instead of being ashamed of what's happened, let's find somebody that you trust and talk to them about it and work through it. And that's what you're advising. Is that correct? Absolutely. Because, you know, the shame may be a realized feeling, a feeling that you're having. But when there's trauma involved... there is the shame isn't realistic. It, you're not to blame for the trauma. Right. Should have, would have, could have, anybody yes. could have, but we didn't, and this is where we are. And so shame is a real feeling, but it's not a feeling that you need to take ownership for. Right. You you said a word earlier that really resounded with me. You said the word stuck. Mm-hmm. People get stuck. And um, how does that manifest? How do you know if somebody's stuck? Um, Well, getting stuck in a trauma is just kind of when that trauma is so defining in that person's life that that's all they can focus on. Trauma, the trauma. So Um, they talk about it a lot? Sometimes they'll talk about it constantly. They'll have to tell everybody their trauma story. Well, this is why I reacted that way. Yes. (laughs) And everybody will need to know their trauma story. And Uh so they'll talk about it constantly. Or if they're stuck, it just may be this crutch or this excuse that, well, why I can't do anything else because I had this horrific trauma and woe is me and... So it's an excuse for bad behavior sometimes. It can be very much an excuse of bad behavior, of not taking self-responsibility. You know, my dad beat me when I was six and now I'm 40 and I'm an alcoholic drunk and I can't work a job. It's all my dad's fault. Right. They're stuck. Well, I've heard that in counseling through the years that people that that they do get stuck. You do get stuck. You can get stuck. Wow. The victim cycle. It is. And it's perpetual because you're going to run out of people to tell this trauma story to. <laughs> they're going to get tired of hearing this trauma story. And there they don't want to be your best buddy anymore because they've heard it. Right. They're like, OK, move on already. Yeah, right. You can't because you're stuck. And right. it's like Groundhog Day in your trauma. Have you ever oh, seen that wow. movie? Yes, I have. Two or three times. People are living it like yes. every day, this yes. Groundhog Day over cycle. Over and over again. Wow. So the healthy process of trauma. What? Are, let's talk positive here because we've identified the problem last week and now this pr- first part of the show. Let's talk about how we can healthily is that a word? Well, it is. But before we go to the healthy, <laughs> okay, I do want to talk about one other role because there's a victim part of trauma. Yes, yes. And so there's the victim cycle, actually. And it's where individuals can only see himself or herself as this victim. So they always take on a helpless role in their life. They like set themselves up 
okay. for failure or more trauma over and over and over. So they just feel like they don't they deserve the trauma, they deserve the bad things, and only bad should happen. Okay. Would an example of that, Dr. Angel, be the person who was married to the alcoholic that beat him and whatever, and then on the second marriage they found a person exactly like that and mm-hmm. went right back and did the same thing again. And on the third marriage they did the same thing again because it's almost like they're a magnet and they are attracted to that alcoholic lifestyle and personality great example of the victim cycle and one we see all the time we do especially in counseling counseling. yeah and so it's where they set up themselves to have this negative self-fulfilling prophecy you know no one's ever going to love me but they engage in these unhealthy relationships where they can't be loved healthily right and so it's setting this perpetual victim cycle wow You know, listeners out there, if you are experiencing this or have experienced this, the purpose of this show tonight is to identify the problem and then to encourage you to really take a look at this that's going on and get some help, some therapy, get some, or you can even write a question in here to the show tonight, and that is 727-888-4171, or you can actually call in if you prefer, 727-441-3000. Let's talk, doctor, before we get to the break here in just a second. Uh, we want to introduce this whole concept of hope before we okay. go to the break. That's healthy process. There's got to be a way to help people come out of this. Absolutely, there's a way, and there's a healthy way. And one of the things is the, the victim cycle gives us this lie that we're helpless, and we believe the lie that we're helpless. And the healthy side is when we know and we foresee we are not helpless. We have that's right. We have the power in our hands. We hold those exactly. keys. And that's the hope. I hold the keys to this. And on the Personal healthy... responsibility. We keep saying that all the time. Personal responsibility. That's what it's about. So when we quit, when we stop believing the lie that I'm helpless and say, you know what? I'm powerful. Woo! I am powerful. Yes. And I'm going to start working towards this. And I'm right. going to get my power back. And I'm going to get strength back. That's when you begin the healthy cycle. And so many victims of abuse of one kind or another have given up their power, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, part of the abuse is stripping someone of their power. Right. So part of the healing is giving Get your power back. back. Because in a lot of abuse situations that I know about, and you too, uh, the abuser will try to isolate the person that they are abusing they'll strip them of finances they'll strip them of friends uh family members right the isolation is a big part of staying in the trauma don't you think absolutely it is and it feeds it and it continues yeah someone in the cycle so let's get back our some of our power and in that process we're going to gain some coping skills okay we're going to start gaining supports we're going to be building up our supports instead of being isolated it's almost the opposite recipe of the abuser use wow. If you just turn it around and go the other way, you're going to come through you're this gonna come on a through healthy. This. Because it's building Woo. those supports, building those coping skills, getting our power back, taking back Take back your power. Mm-hmm. We've got to go to break here, but I just think that is exciting. And we're so glad you're joining us tonight on Go Yard. And we are going to talk about some really cool things in just a minute. Here we go. Keep it low. If I say no, would you turn away or play me off? Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boils Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boils Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's List and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at boilsaluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boils Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. 
It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Dr. Angel. Nothing's going to slow me down. I love Reba's song there. I love that one, too. That's one of your favorite songs. Absolutely. I know I'm going to take that mountain. So, welcome back to Go Yard with Mama Mac and Dr. Angel. And we are doing part two of Sometimes Life Hurts. And we are right at to the point. We're going to talk about healthy processes that we can learn to do and how we can come out of the trauma of the past. So, you can weigh in during the show if you want. 727-888-4171 is our text in phone number. And you can give us a comment, a question. We'd love to hear from you. And we are going to talk about getting some coping skills going on here, Doctor. All right. Coping I'm excited. skills. Here we go. Ooh, my excitement's bubbling. <laughs> All right. Because when we're working through things on the healthy side, this is the healing side. This is the hopeful side. So we talked about the healthy side is, you know, gaining our coping skills, building our supports. Right. Um, We all need supports. Right. And so learning how to acknowledge our trauma without letting it take over our life. And that is one of the healthy ways that we want to work through the trauma. So acknowledging it without letting it be the what rules you, the past. We right. don't want the past to rule you. We want to stay in control. That's and right. And not let it control us, but exactly. us control it. Taking our power back and getting it back. It's a slow process. It is not going to happen overnight. Yeah, it, is a it process. takes some time. But then again, when a cut is healing on your body, it doesn't usually heal in five minutes. No. Right? It usually is a process. And I think we all need to keep that in mind and cut ourselves some slack. Cut ourselves a lot of slack. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I've heard some people when they're working through trauma, like, oh, I feel like I've already dealt with this and now this is creeping up there's going to be different parts that creep up at different times and we talk about it's like the onion we're peeling back the onion sure it's a layer by layer thing as we work through it but each time you hit a layer you have new strengths and supports to do it that you do it a little bit better and a little bit better and so you're gaining strong strength through the process some of your power back there you go so studies studies indicate that individuals who process trauma and work through their trauma gain greater strength stronger supports and coping skills that assist them at a higher quality of life and can be a protective factor against negative future events and trauma. Whoa. So that, let's break that down into English now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that was, that, no, that was not. I mean, I, I understood it, but to the, to just make it simple, simpler there for our listening audience. Simple truth is when we work through our trauma healthy, we can be better right, as than a result we were of it. and stronger than we were before. So in a way, there's benefits to going through trauma 
I mean, we don't want to invite it, but no. but things that happen to us can be used in our lives to make us stronger and better. And like Reba said in that song, I'm going to take that mountain, whatever that mountain is, whatever that trauma is that's sitting in front of you, I'm going to take that. I'm going to climb it. And that's absolutely, that's where I want our listeners to get okay. to. Okay. All right. So we got to learn to work through and we acknowledge this is not a quick process. It's generally not. speaking. Not, not quick. And, and okay. the deeper and the longer the trauma the longer than deeper the process can be right so give ourselves some time let's take a break and let's give ourselves some time so trauma we want to self-help how do we do this right. where do we start one of the best places to start is we do not want to isolate right just like we said building our social supports is that's extremely huge. important yeah and so following a trauma, we may want to isolate, withdraw, hide our heads under the covers. Oh, I think that's very crab. common. I think we that's very common. We feel that. Yeah. But you have to resist that urge. You have to say, I feel like telling everyone to you know, get away from me, but that's when I need them the most. Right. And so we may want to push them away, but we really need to connect with others because that's where it helps us to heal and maintain relationships. So why do we want to isolate? Is it because we don't want to be hurt again? We do. Sometimes it's a protective factor. Maybe it's because we don't feel understood. Maybe it's just we just don't know how we're feeling and we're so raw that the pain is so much that we we just don't know how to respond. Right. right. And so here's the deal. When we isolate, we are now putting ourselves almost like um, in a tunnel with our trauma. So all we can see now is our trauma. We can't see. We're not letting any love or help or hope come in. And we are just stuck in this trauma glasses is all you have on because that's all you can see trauma glasses and your pain is worse and you're just focusing 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 on the pain and the trauma and and playing those tapes over and over again in your mind right over and over and over and so when we let people in even if it's one person or two people that we really trust and we don't even have to talk about the trauma with them we may not be ready to share that but just letting that love in and that support in is humongous and a different perspective in because then we're not stuck in tunnel vision right so even going and doing different things getting out of the house i i've known people in counseling that they just like you said isolate but they also hibernate isolate and hibernate and that is something we don't want to do right don't even when you feel like it say i feel like it but I'm not going, I'm choosing not to. There's right. one of your powers. You just took a power. Wow. You there know, you go. there's been many times, even in my personal life, I could tell you one of my first reactions is just shut the world off. And that's when I have to say, I feel like this, but I'm not doing it. Right. I'm going to pick up the phone and call a friend or go do something because I'm not doing Well, this. that's what they say in like AA and NA, pick up the phone, call your sponsor, whatever. And the reason for that is because that interaction causes you to hear a different side of of the situation other than what's playing in your in your mind constantly. And it right? helps us to stay connected with other people. Right. Sure. So connection's important for healing. So let's not isolate. So number two, we need to ask for help and support when we need it. That's hard for a lot of people it to is. ask for help. You know what? People can't read our minds and when right. we're in trauma, we expect them to. We do. We we not de- we well can't they see I'm hurting? Can't they see that I I'm really, you know, having a hard day or I'm depressed or whatever? And so then that causes anger a lot of times toward those resentment. right, right resentments. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So let's let's let them free. They cannot read your mind. And when you need help or you need support, you need to use your words and ask for use it. Use your words. <laughs> what? Use your words. Use your words. What does that mean, Dr. That means Angel? You call them and say, hey, I just really need a friend. I really need you right now. Or I really need what is whatever it is you need. Maybe you just need someone to watch the kids for an hour so you can <coughs> take a shower. I don't know what you need. Only you know, but no one knows until you tell them. But people that are hurting so often do not do that because tunnel vision tunnel stuck vision. in the tunnel vision mm-hmm. and so we need to give the people around us an opportunity to help us but we need to use our words so that they know how to help us use our words and so it's important to talk about your feelings um, and ask for help when you need it and to have trusted support even if you have one or two trusted support th- that's okay right and know that they can't be available 24-7. Right. We can't be, be so self-centered that right. we think we should be able to call them at 4 in the morning and why didn't they answer our phone and come to our aid? Doctor, but, do you think that a lot of people that are traumatized and going through things get into a self-pity thing where they, instead of using their words, they use their body language to try to send a message of how miserable they are and get attention? 
they can and it becomes <laughs> almost and then this is going to kind of maybe come out wrong but it almost becomes a selfish phase because yes all they can see is and feel is their pain and right. so they're not always thinking of the other person and they're not always given that uh, other person an opportunity to help them. They may not even be able to say how they need help. And so right. it can really mess up relationships in the process. So staying intact is really important to just use your use words. Your words. <laughs> use your words when you need support. When you're, you feel like you're calling a friend and they're not available and say, hey, you know, I just really need to talk to you. When can we talk? When right. are you available? Right. So you don't know that you're not going to get a response. If you don't ask, you should ask. Yes. Ask. And maybe the other person really didn't know that that was such a pressing need for right. you. And, and so, you know, let's use our words. Um, participate in social activities. Why is that so important, well, Doctor? that's huge. We need to do normal things with other people. When we experience trauma, it's an extraordinary, abnormal event that happened. And so we need to feel normal. We need to get our life into a normal swing. So okay. that's participating a good in social activities is and things that have nothing to do with the trauma. I mean, you may go to support groups, and those are great, and I don't want to down those or tell people not to. I want you to, but I don't want that to be your normal activity. Right. If you enjoy knitting, go to the knitting, knitting club at your local yes. or whatever it is you like, <laughs> scrapbooking or whatever. Ball games. Bowling, ball games. But I don't know what people want <laughs> right, to do, sure. but just do the things do that something, yeah. you enjoy doing. Yeah. Get out In there. In some kind of normal way with normal people that I haven't been there. I hear you saying over and over again, you cannot isolate. I mean, we've said that I don't know how many times, but I I really feel that that is a huge point of this show because that's how so many people handle trauma. They do. And that's where it becomes where we have all these negative, huge reactions and we have long lasting effects and tons of negative effects physically and emotionally and psychologically. And so if we can Start using our supports, not isolating, get into normal activities. If it's attending a church service or whatever that is normal for you, right? let's do some normal things. Now, you may only be able to do one normal thing a week. I'm not saying you need to do it every moment of every day, but one normal thing a week is a lot better than zero. Right. And so and we'll kind of goal you up a little bit, but get your foot out and do something normal. And quit listening to the tape constantly in your head. So that's going to help when you're doing normal activities. Absolutely. And when we got when we go through trauma, you know, joining support groups for trauma is a good thing. Right. I don't want that to be your only social activity because then we can still tunnel into our trauma and we can get stuck. Yeah. And I don't want us to get stuck. So joining the support group can be very positive. Um, you know, people who have experienced trauma can help reduce my sense of I'm alone in this trauma, or maybe I can gain coping skills by hearing how you went through the trauma. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And maybe I can feel like I could do this and I'll mm-hmm. try this. And so it can it be gives inspirational. You hope. It gives you hope, inspiration. That's right. Because they somebody did recover from that. And it's recovered. Recoverable. And right. that's a hope we need in that moment, because in the moment of trauma, you feel like your whole world is just crashed and died before your eyes. Right. No matter what that trauma is, it just feels like it's stopping. Exactly. And so to know that it's it can still turn right. is really helpful. And so finding really good support groups, there's lots of churches who have support groups there's like i know we have local hospice that has all the grieving support groups oh yeah they're excellent Um, yeah a lot of them are you know libraries um community centers there's tons of great support groups join a book club or do something here to just get out and get involved get involved um what about if somebody wants to volunteer someplace in a hospital? You know what? Volunteering is a great way to help us get through trauma. And everyone's going to be like, what? What is she talking about? I have nothing to give anybody. Well, you know, we go to the nursing home, my church, you know, once a month and do a little service the first Sunday of each month. And it is such a joy to volunteer our time. We're not paid for that, but it is. We get so rewarded just to go in there and you know, sing some little songs and, you know, shake some hands and and just be friendly and be sweet and kind. And it does so much for all of us that go, you know. And that's it. And volunteering is helping others is a great way to challenge our sense of helplessness, which has happens when we have a trauma. We feel helpless. Right. And so when I can help you, I'm giving. I am no longer helpless. I am helpful. Oh, that's good. That's good. And so I'm challenging that directly. So if I'm volunteering at my kid's school or just doing a little thing at the library, greeting people at a nursing home, whatever it is, I am being helpful now and I'm not helpless and I'm regaining my power. And so 
it can remind you that you do have strength and you do right. have wor- worth and you're claiming your sense of power. That's cool. By comforting and helping other people. Absolutely. And you're not getting stuck in tunnel vision. Right. Because now the world is not just about me and what I just went through. There are other people. Exactly. And so the more we can reach into other people, the more we can process this in a healthy way. You know, I'm a big baseball fan, and I don't go to a lot of the Rays games. Most of them I just watch on TV. But the ones I do go to, it's interesting to me that the people who take tickets, the people that are there helping you find your seat, are usually older than I am. Most of them by quite a bit. And here they are spending an evening doing that, volunteering. I don't think I don't think that's a paid position, probably. I don't know. I don't have any idea, but it doesn't appear to be. And here they are interacting with people and watching a ball game. Something like that gets you out of the house. You know, there's got to be things like that that some of our listeners can find out about and go do. You know, there's lots of opportunities to volunteer, and it can right. be formal, informal. It doesn't, you know, there's so many things you can do. Okay, good point. Um, so it's a great way to take your power back, though. All right. Staying grounded. That This is probably the single most Staying difficult. Staying grounded. Okay. And all of these that we're talking about are ways to overcome the traumatic event or events that you've had happen to you in your life. And you come to a point where you realize, wait a minute, I want to do something with this mess instead of continue to live in it. Right? That's, so that's these the are goal. the suggestions we're talking about. Go ahead. And with this one, stay grounded. What's that mean? Staying grounded is staying in the here and the now and staying present. Um, a lot of times when we f- experience a trauma, we can lose that sense of presence. We can lose that sense of here and now. We, our mind kind of gets foggy. We don't always feel like we're here. Our body almost can feel lifeless from us at moments. Wow. Yeah. And so staying ground is a really good technique. It's staying, sticking to your daily routine is one important part. Is it good to have a routine? It's very good to have a routine because in your body, it's predictable. Okay. And your body needs something that's secure and predictability is secure. Um, staying grounded means breaking larger tasks into very small manageable ones because our focus and concentration is not there in those first moments after trauma, weeks, months even. And so we get frustrated quickly because we can't remember one step to the next. Well, you right. might need to break it down to even smaller steps so that you can accomplish something. Um, Example, mm -hmm. years ago as a kid, my mother taught my sisters and I how to clean house. And it never left me, this this suggestion. When the house seems overwhelming and you got all these kids, and you've given us some good ideas about that through through the months here. But my mother said, start with one room and tackle one room. Now, you've... In in your situation with your sons, you have job lists and things like that, don't you? Absolutely. And taking it and chunking bigger activities yeah. into smaller activities. We talked about is a that great on the show. Technique. Right. And then there's a sense of accomplishment and it gets you so kind of out of that depression of, oh, I'll never get this house clean. You know, True. it's too bad. <laughs> so you may have maybe you want to tackle the task of washing the dishes. Right. You may break that into running a sink of water. Dumping the food off of the dishes and piling. Right. I mean, it may be very small chunks, right. and that's okay. Right. Just take it one step at a time. And those activities help us overcome trauma, doctor? They absolutely do. In what way? In a lot of ways, because it's helping us to stay grounded. It's helping us to stay in our moment, to stay present, to continue living, and it's getting us our power okay. back. Right. To continue living instead of just sitting into and going into yourself mm-hmm. like a turtle and dwelling on the issue, the trauma, whatever. Finding activities that when we do them, we feel a little bit better. That's okay. okay. Yeah. You might find a new hobby. You may enjoy reading a book because it's taking your mind to something different. You may not be able to read a book. Maybe you need to listen to a book on Audible or Mm -hmm. one of those audio books. Sure. That's okay. That's okay, too. Um, Those are okay. Um, Allow yourself the freedom to feel what you feel when you feel it. Okay. Um, Accepting your feelings. It's part of the grieving process. It's necessary for healing. So if I'm washing the dishes and all of a sudden I bust out crying because I'm reminded of this negative event it's okay right take the time maybe take a break sit down let those tears come maybe you need want to call a friend and share what's going on maybe you want to journal maybe you just need a few moments to gather feel what you feel that's an excellent thing allow yourself to feel it instead of stuffing it here's the deal a lot of people when they go through trauma don't want to feel the feelings they stink they're raw they hurt it's 
it can be like equated to razor blades over someone's skin. Yeah. Like it's so tough. So they want to mask it by hiding the trauma using drugs and alcohol. And what they're doing is getting themselves stuck right in that trauma. Right. And they're always going to have those feelings and they're never going to get through those feelings until they go through. Right. So let's go through one step at a time. Exactly. Excellent. Okay. So what about your health? Does that affect, is a, is that affected by trauma? Absolutely. You know, get your sleep, get plenty of sleep, um, avoid, don't use alcohol and drugs. Even if you're just a little casual drinker, don't use them when you're going through trauma because the temptation is way too great to mask feelings and that's not what we want to do. Right. Um, exercise. It's great. It releases endorphins. It does. It's yeah, great it's for good. your body. Yeah. Um, eating better, well-balanced foods will help if we're eating more greasy, fast foods. Sometimes we do just out of pragmatic, life is in a hurry. When we're going through trauma, those make the trauma more challenging for us so reduce our stress do relaxation techniques do some yoga stretching deep breathing take long showers or a bath those things to kind of help your body settle back down and and relax those are all good techniques wow um when does a person dr angel say all right i cannot do this i've tried a lot of those things that you're talking about today on the show and it seems like i'm still stuck back in the event maybe it was a terrible tragedy or maybe it was just an awful breakup or whatever it was and a person is stuck they feel stuck let's go back to that point and what do you advise them when do they make a phone call to a professional like you well you know seek seeking help is is kind of a challenge so if you're if you're having difficulties functioning in your home school work that may be the time when you really need to seek help if you're you know not able to just function the way you need to function can't keep your mind on your job or whatever that's going on right absolutely if you're feeling very like you're suffering from high levels of fear anxiety or or depression where it's taking over you're going to need some help okay um, and there's hope for that. There's much hope. Yeah. You just need a little help to kind of get you going. Um, if you're unable to have close, satisfying relationships, if you're telling me, I'm trying to build my social supports and nobody's there and this isn't working. Yeah. Maybe we need a little more professional help to kind of get in there because it's blocking your supports. Right. Um, and that happens quite often. It does. Um, yeah. If you're having terrifying, re-experiencing nightmares, flashbacks, memories that are intruding, right? you need some help. Right. Yeah, because that is just really <laughs> undermining the process of healing there. Absolutely. When you're having those nightmares and all that. Um, if you start avoiding things that remind you of your trauma, yeah. you you're kind of might need a little more help to get through it than what you're, you're doing because we don't want to be avoiding. Um, if you're feeling that emotional numbness that we talked about right. where your body almost doesn't feel like it's there, that's a sign you need extra help. How often do you see that in in practice i mean do you is that a common problem that people go through that emotional numbness oh yes uh, okay it's, it's one of it's a coping skill it's kind of that we talked about that fight and flight response and so it's one of those coping skills that people use to get through the trauma and okay. then their body just continues to go through that response and it kind of cuts it off and so we need to be able to feel an experience to get through. So when we're numb, it's, we're not able to really heal. Right. And so we do need a little extra help. If we're using substances to feel better, need help Stop. right then and there. Right there, you got to have help. Okay. How about if you need to help someone else? Maybe some of our listeners in the audience are going, this is all great, but doesn't apply to me, but it certainly applies to my friend so-and-so or my mother or whoever. You know, how do we help someone else that's going through trauma? If we have a real desire to help them, we realize they're stuck or you know, they're isolating or whatever. Helping people can be tricky because we don't always know what to do. Right. You know, I've never been through that or I don't know what do they need. So... Your presence is the most important. Okay. You cannot fix their trauma. You cannot make it go away. You And they don't need you to fix it. But they do need your presence, your state of being. Sometimes sitting in a room and not saying a word is more helpful than anything. I see that with funerals. You know, so often people will come in and they say, I don't even know what to say, you know, to the family. Well, you being here is, is saying a lot. So your state of being. Don't be so concerned about saying the right thing you know what's the right thing to say well you're sorry but here's the problem as humans we want to fix it and so we get we we feel like we have to respond with this you know great epiphany of words that are just no don't set yourself free just be be there be there be available right 
you know, when they be available to maybe bring them dinners or to help pick up their kids or just take them to the beach and listen to them or whatever. Just right. be just available. Be, there, be available. Shout out on a text message. Hey, how you doing today? Right. You know, it's thinking of you. Right. That's okay. That helps a lot. Just yeah. having somebody pay attention to the fact that, you know, that we recognize that that person's in trauma. Yeah. Yes. Um, listen, you do not have to state that you understand what the person has gone through. You do not have to trick fix it. You most likely cannot. Just listen. Right. That's hard for us. That's huge. But it is hard for us because we think that we have to fix it. We, we do. Really we do. want to go in a fix it mode and then we right. say, oh, well, I understand. You know, no, you really, you don't. I mean, even if you went through it, you probably still don't understand it from that person's perspective. Exactly. So just listen. Just listen. Okay. I'm sorry. What can I do? Wow. Those are some nice things to say. I'm checking on the person just continually letting them that person okay. know you're there. You know, a lot of times right when a trauma happens, like a death, you know, everybody's right there for the first couple weeks and then it drops off yeah. and they, they're forgotten. So be that person be that. that a month down, a month, two months down or still, hey, how you doing? Hey, right. I'm thinking of you. Yeah. Um, and plan things to do with the person that don't focus on the trauma. Right. Just Not ordinary, normal things, right. right? Just say, hey, what about, you know, lunch at the park or day at right. the beach or... Oh, we hope all these suggestions have been a help to you, listening audience, today on Go Yard. And I believe they have, Dr. Angel. They're very hopeful solutions to events that have traumatized us in our lives. We're going to switch gears next week, and we're going to talk about something fun. Yeah. Because this has been kind of heavy duty, but we're going to talk about something fun next week. So don't forget to tune in to Go Yard on the Starcom Media Network and on the Tan Talk uh, Media Network. And we're excited to be on all of that. And so we want to hear from you. And if you have a question or comment, about tonight's show or anything else, you can text us 727-888-4171. You can shoot us an email, goyard2014 at gmail.com. We remind you to check out our past shows, goyard2014.org on our website and go to radio broadcast and they're all there through February. And then March's shows will be up soon. You know what? It's time to get out of here, Dr. All Angel. Right. Have you had fun? I have. It's been some heavy-duty stuff, but we hope we've helped you, audience. This is Mama Mac and... Dr. Angel. All right. Saying we'll see you next week, and we're glad you joined us on Go Yard. Good night.